Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Followup Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I mean, to people like me, my people, I think you can assess all day and get analysis paralysis, but at some point you have to make a move in order to move somewhere. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Maggie Chung. Maggie is joining us from my home state of New Jersey. She is the co-founder of Sage Investing Group, which provides multifamily real estate investment opportunities to investors who are auditors, accountants, or in the finance industry. Her portfolio consists of $227 million of assets under management. Maggie, thank you for joining us. And how are you today? Good. Thank you for the intro, Ash. It's our pleasure. Maggie, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, definitely. Like you mentioned in the background, 
before I joined us three years ago, this journey, real estate investing journey, I was a full-time corporate employee. Almost 13 years, I was in an audit field. I audited the banks and I audited the bank's investment vehicles, such as multifamily, commercial business, but there was just a lot more zeros in those terms. But now I do the same thing, but I'm actually acquiring assets that with less numbers in the back, but nonetheless, it's a hundred plus units. We try to acquire the hundred plus units with good value add. And those are things that we like to offer to our investors and bring other people like us along to kind of the journey. Maggie, I had to reread that intro a couple of times and <laughs> I didn't believe somebody actually caters to auditors, accountants, and people in the finance industry. And my only thought was you had to have come from that background to be able to relate to those people and nothing against those industries, but it's almost like walking into the lion's den and pitching these savages. So uh, <laughs> explain to me the challenges of having those people and some of the benefits of having people in that industry. You actually seem like you have some experience with those people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just no different than any other real estate investor. <laughs> yes. So you're And we should stop calling them those people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my people. You're, okay, so. we'll call them your people. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better, but all right. <laughs> yes. So you do know in the head. Originally, I know myself that I'm a worst critic and I'm an auditor and so skeptic at heart. So I know that we weren't sure if this is really the way we wanted to go. This is the identity that we want to do with Sage Investing Group, which is what our company is. But after a few years in, we just started attracting the same people with like mindset. And then ultimately we're like, okay, I think we just can't shy away from ourselves. And I think most of the time it's just that getting ourselves comfortable around a deal takes a while because we're such a skeptic. We question everything under the sun. So I think we're in the best position to pitch the deal because we know what auditors and accountants and finance people are thinking ahead of time. And we're trying to get ahead of that because I feel like they are some people like us hold ourselves back from investing. So if I, the more that we can provide, the more education we can provide to our investors and the more they feel more comfortable, they're more likely to see the opportunity that investing in real estate, which has gone tremendously change our lives, change my life personally. So we would like to bring that to our people. Yeah, I admire that approach. And auditors, especially, their job is to find things that are off, right? Yeah. They're day in and day out, they're looking for anomalies. So it's great that you're pitching to that level of sophisticated investors. What are benefits of having these very stringent, analytical, financial background people as investors? I think it's, I enjoy it because I, as much as I feel like I think I cover everything, I'm sure there's always something that I haven't seen or haven't uncovered. So I do appreciate when you know, investors are bringing up these questions. We do take it seriously and we to consider it in our own underwriting or any deal that we think or any future deals that we look at with that critical eye. So we do collect those information and also take that into consideration. Maggie, in the past, I've had the pleasure of interviewing a number of people that have come from the financial planning field, and I asked them, 
why have you never pitched real estate to your clients? Often it starts with, they never knew the potential returns of real estate, but even when they found out about those returns and other aspects of the investment, there's no way for them to make money on pitching these deals. There's no kickbacks. So how do you get people in the finance industry to look at real estate and in your case, multifamily investment options? That's a great question, <laughs> Ash. So I usually present it the way because I invested a lot of the deals myself and it's been a few years now. So I know I'm starting to see the potential growth of it. I think people in my, I guess, former life and people are my friends now, they're starting to see a little bit more of the traction and potential long-term benefits of investing in real estate. So I think through my own experience, I'm able to kind of connect with them. And because I am like them, they see a little bit more outside of just stocks, investing in stocks, investing in just single family homes around the backyard. I think that element helps a lot in the conversation. I would love to role play a cocktail party with you. Imagine your home or somebody else's home, and it's just a pre-dinner cocktail party full of people from the financial industry, specifically, I would say financial planners. Let's make this a challenge. How would you strike up a conversation and how would you lead that into investing in real estate? Yeah. So I typically don't like to present something that if I can't help them, so I would like to have the conversations. Like if it's a financial planner, definitely I would like to ask like, oh, what are you investing? What are your returns are like? What type of asset are you investing? And I would like to see if they have experience in multifamily real estate. Is this something that I can help with? I will definitely like to share that. Not everyone, I think, will be able to satisfy everybody's investment profile, investment appetite. Because like you, Ashman, I know you invest in commercial and also multifamily. So I know in commercial, you probably are looking at a higher return, like 30% or more. Then multifamily, it's more around 20%. So it definitely will have to consider that person risk appetite, risk profile, investment philosophy. I do like to pitch, uh, not pitch, but I like to kind of see like if they have a diverse investment asset. So that might be something that I can help out on that angle. I got it. All right. So let's dive into you. How did you leave that industry and get into multifamily? Like I mentioned, I was working in the corporate. I was an auditor for a bank. I was working quite a bit and I had two young kids and working 80 hours a week. Uh, my husband is also an auditor. So imagine the conversation we have at home. So <laughs> uh, we decided that after having my two kids, that one of us have to step back. It doesn't make sense to have a young family and also continue our corporate careers on both angles. So I decided to take a step back on my side, but I actually thought about going back maybe a year. But during that time, I was thinking it just didn't make sense. I was pretty much on top of my career. I was a VP and I don't know if I could dedicate the same amount of effort in corporate life and also my family. So I decided that, okay, I have to have something more flexible. We always wanted to do real estate investing. So I sat down with my husband that, okay, give me a year to figure this out. So I did exactly that. I tried out different type of real estate investing. So I became a real estate agent. I joined a lot of meetups. I invest in private lending. I also shadow a builder. She was also a former accountant. 
and she showed me the way of how to build the home. In the midst of that, I also invest in limited partnerships and syndication. And that's when I really understood the power of his, of his first syndication. It's also it's very familiar with me because I've seen these deals packaged from the bank side when I was working in the bank. So now coming from as an investor, I looked at their deal, how was the pitch and how was it put together? The SEC filing, because these are private offerings that have to be filed with SEC. All that was very familiar with me. So I just thought about, okay, how can I get to from limited partnership to general partnership? And that took me a, a year to figure it out. So finally, throughout the year, I decided, okay, multifamily makes the most sense in terms of my background and a little bit background and how my corporate life come to. And I feel like there's a lot of things that I could offer in multifamily and also bring an investor along. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. What's holding you back from getting into apartment building deals? Is it knowledge, fear, inability to take action, lack of support? If it's any of these things, then I suggest you consider Deal Maker Mentoring with Michael Blanc. Michael's program is the most effective program to help you syndicate your first apartment building deal. During Deal Maker Mentoring, you'll work directly with one of Michael's experienced mentors who have successfully replaced their income with apartment buildings. They've already done what you want to do, which is become financially free. So in addition to providing their own syndication experience, They've been trained in Michael's unique deal maker blueprint designed to help you do your first deal and become financially free just like them in the next one to three years. To find out more, text the word Joe to 66866. I know Michael's going to get you to where you'd like to be. Again, text the word Joe to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own syndication business. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Invest investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. How did you make that transition from LP to GP? I think like most investors, I recognize that I could not do it alone. And especially my whole entire life was in corporate audit. A lot of my peers and family members do not have any experience in multifamily real estate. So now I recognize that that pain point that I know that I need another circle, another network. So I did join a mastermind group so that I can come within the same realm of other real estate investors who are also hungry and also excited to take down these larger deals. So you grew your network and what was the first deal that you were a GP on? The first deal, uh, it was, um, it was a 156 unit property in Kansas City. It's about three years ago and it was owned by a church. So the rents are really, really, really low. I would say that the rebranding was like $600. 
Now, the last time I checked, it was $1,100 for three bedrooms. But needless to say, it was one of the best deals that I invested. How did you find that deal or who found that deal? Yes, I did connect with another real estate investor through the network. She's amazing. Uh, she was almost sort of like a mentor to me. So she invited me to the deal, invited me to learn about the deal as a general partner. And I was really fortunate that I was able to relate to her and connect with her through this mastermind group. We hit it off right away. We met. She just invited me to the investment. Maggie, what was the value that you brought to become a GP? I think like all auditors, we point out all the risks. So I think early on when I viewed the deal, I scrubbed through this way that I also did at my previous job. So look at the risks of, okay, is the property in the flood zone? What is the break-even point? So I scrubbed through the entire deal from beginning to end. I just list out all my questions. Of course, and I definitely appreciate that she take the time to take a look at my questions, but also sharing with her that these are the questions I'm asking because I wanted to make sure you know, I'm helping her to find all the risks in regards to the deal. I think that's why she appreciates my honesty. In terms of that, I'll also help her with the investor relations side. So a lot of the post-acquisition, I, we helped her on putting investor emails together. So those are the things that I contributed from her angle. And also finance, because I have a finance background, I looked through the financials and ask those questions, make sure the PM is booking the right entries so we can make sure that we have everything financials in order to help the K-1 deliver timely. And on today's deals, do you still have that same role or has that expanded? It did. So last year we acquired Sage. Sage acquired first deal where we actually sourced the deal from the beginning to the end. So it's a 126 units in Dothan, Alabama. And we actually are acquiring another portfolio there right now. So we're on the contract for another portfolio deal in Dothan, Alabama. Maggie, I forgot to ask you, the deal in Kansas City, why did the church own a multifamily property? Was it just an investment? <laughs> I think they looked at it more like a charity and they operate like a charity. So the rents are extremely, extremely low. Like I mentioned, it was like five to $600. And there were people there that were there for a long time. But there was a guy there that lived since 1970s. How do you raise rents on somebody that's been there for 40 years? Yeah. Honestly, you don't go in there and kick everybody out. That's not really typically what we try to accomplish, right? So on the front, you know, we try to explain to the, there is new ownership. What we try to do is put in place value of vacation that people can see. So sprucing up the landscaping, fixing up the roof, fixing up the lot of defer. So showing people that we actually care about the property and we're actually working towards creating a community there. So we spent a lot of money in the front, but we did not raise rent. We did it on a gradual basis. So then when the timing comes and the lease is up, it's an easier discussion like why they get a little more buy-in from the tenants. Ultimately, there are our customers as well. So we want to make sure that they feel we are putting value in their eyes before we raise those rents over time. So it's three years in the making. Got it. Maggie, what advice would you give somebody that wants to become a GP on a deal? I think first is just to surround yourself and see if you can get in close contact with other people who are GP themselves. Because 
it might be something a shiny object, but it might not be a fit for everybody. So I think having that conversation, we understand what is involved as a GP because it is a lot of work, and I don't think being prepared for that before you jump in is really helpful. So connecting with people like yourself and or myself and anyone else who has in that position and hear them out on their journey and listen to your podcast, of course, right? So to really understand if that is a role that you want to play. If somebody came to you, let's say at the best ever conference and said, Hey, Maggie, I would love to GP with you on a deal. What would your response be? I think like yourself, Ash, it will be what value that person can provide in the general partnership, whether it's their background or net worth or something that they were able to provide in their in the in our next deal, that will be helpful. And ultimately, it's not just that, but I also want to assess a person as a character. Can they, are they man or woman of their words? It's really, I don't know what to say, like hunger or excited. They're really putting all the efforts up front in order to make a deal happen because you have to be dependable. So it takes time for me to assess that. Um, but I am happy to maintain that relationship to kind of see how it works. The thing is with auditors, everything takes time and relationships takes time. So it takes time for me to kind of assess that individual is really fit for a partnership because it is like a four or five year relationship. I got it. So really, if somebody wants to become a GP on a deal, one, they have to identify what kind of value they would bring. Two, they've got to find somebody that's got a need that matches those values. And three, there's got to be a personality fit. Three simple rules to becoming a GP, right? Yep. Awesome. Maggie, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? You just have to start somewhere. I mean, two people like me, my people, I think you can assess all day and get analysis paralysis, but at some point you have to make a move in order to move somewhere. Maggie, I forgot to ask you, did your husband quit his auditing job or is he still an auditor working 80 hour weeks? He's still in his full-time job, but we're making plans. All right, good. Maggie, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. All right, Maggie, what's the best ever book you recently read? It will be Atomic Habits. And what's your big takeaway from that? Just implement something small every day and focus on it. It's just do one thing at a time, but build upon the habit. Maggie, what's the best ever way you like to give back? I like to mentor other people. So I like to give back based on what I learned and hopefully that will help them get to their goal faster. I would imagine you have a lot of people wanting you to be their mentor. How do you qualify who you choose to spend your time with? I do talk to kind of assess what they've done. What action are they doing in order to reach their goal? So I do give people benefit of doubt. So if I connect with somebody, they mentioned that they want to reach a goal of acquiring uh, a property or uh, Airbnb or so forth. I would keep in touch with them the next time I talk to them. If they shown that or they visit the market, they actually presented a analysis to me. I see their potential, but if the next time they show me, okay, they haven't moved a needle anywhere, I probably going to distance myself a little bit more from that. Great advice. Maggie, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? It'll be maggie at sageinvestinggroup.com, or you can reach me at my website, sageinvestinggroup.com. 
Com. Maggie, thank you again for being on the show, sharing your story with us. Three years ago, you were working 80-hour weeks, and now you're GPs on deals. You've got a tremendous number of assets under management. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Please also follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day.